the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob Fratz Authority on AM 1420. The answer. It is indeed, and hour number two is now underway, 10 minutes past 10 o'clock on this free-for-all Friday, the 21st <clears throat> excuse me, morning of the month of September in the year of our Lord, 2018. Thanks again. Really, really great guest, Congressman Jim Renacci, joined us last half hour. David Arredondo, the vice chair of the Republican Party in Lorraine uh, County, uh, joined us in the first half hour of the program as well. And we continue now talking about local politics, at least in this case, statewide politics. We just had a very interesting first debate between gubernatorial candidates Mike DeWine and Richard Cordray. Uh, there were no punches pulled in that first debate. I think that's safe to say. You've been a failure at every job you have ever had. Republican Mike DeWine and Democrat Richard Cordray did not hold back when it came to the other's record, especially as Ohio Attorney General. The fact that we would listen to you now on drug policy would be like asking for navigation advice from the captain of the Titanic. The- that's Cordray. It was DeWine the first time telling Cordray he's failed at everything he's done. Uh, the number two on the ticket for the Republican Party is the current Secretary of State, John Husted, who joins us now to analyze this and more going forward here on AM 1420, The Answer. Mr. Secretary, thanks for the time today. How are you, sir? Uh, it's great to be with you. I'm doing wonderful. Good to talk to you. So um, it got a little uh, a little testy, not that it wasn't expected to, but um, your reaction to uh, the, the tone of the first debate, Mr. Husted, as well as, and we'll dive more in detail into the substance of the first conversation. Well, look, you know, how a debate starts is it really sets the tone and about and Richard Cordray came out of his opening his opening remarks and 10 seconds in started attacking Mike DeWine. And um, when that happens, you can only uh, expect that Mike DeWine will both defend his record and point out the shortcomings of Richard Cordray's performance, uh, both uh, as attorney general when he failed to test over 12,000 
uh, rape kits that uh, where there were 12,000 victims that uh, did not get justice under the Cordray regime. When he was at the CFPB, which was the federal agency in Washington that he ran, uh, yesterday there was a class action lawsuit filed against that agency for the discrimination and uh, uh, hostile workplace environment that was created while Richard Cordray ran the place. Uh, you know, his position, Richard Cordray's position on opioids, his drug plan, which would amend the Constitution to eliminate felony penalties for uh, purchase possession and use of things like fentanyl and and uh, and heroin, things that are killing thousands of, of people across the country and, and at least 10 people a day in Ohio. So if Richard Cordray wants to go on the attack, Mike DeWine's going to point, uh, point out those shortcomings of Richard Cordray's uh, um, record. Now, let's hope that in the next debate, we can talk about the economy. We can talk about education. We can talk about uh, our plans to improve health care and the quality of health care in, in our state and nation. And if we can get on and, and have that conversation, I think Ohio will be a lot better off. That's uh, that's a great hope, and I hope that can be the case rather than just personal attacks. And, and not that there isn't, again, some sub- substance behind them, you know, talking about, you know, the rape kit testing and talking about opioids and more. And, and I want to talk more about issue one with you as well. But but since you brought it up, uh, we're talking to Secretary of State John Husted, who is running, of course, with Mike DeWine to uh, to lead this state. Um Speaking of the economy, which you brought up, it is obviously going great guns at the national level. Uh, 4.2% GDP growth. We are at a record low uh, number of, uh, of unemployment applications made. We have record high un- uh, record high employment for so many different um, demographic groups, including blacks, Hispanics, women, youth. And all of this is going on at the national level and, and largely being credited, credited to some of the policies of President Trump. Now, we all know that in the state of Ohio, it's a little bit of a weird mix because Governor Kasich uh, did not support President Trump, does not support him, did not vote for him. Um, is the DeWine Husted ticket on board with the Trump economic plan? Are you uh, are you supportive of what the president and by extension, some of uh, his Republican colleagues in the Congress have done to revitalize this extraordinarily sluggish economy that was in place when uh, the president took over? Well, we have, we not only are a big fan of the tax policies that President Trump put in place, we are actually planning to mimic them in our administration in Ohio. Uh, one of the things that the president did is, is that uh, one of the plans was to cr- create opportunity zones, which would be places where uh, you could invest that are some of the economically stressed places in Ohio and across the country. You could invest in them, capital gains, tax-free it would uh, it would encourage private investment in some of our most struggling communities. Uh, President Trump passed that at the national level. We want to be the first state to mirror that in our state tax policy, eliminating capital gains on those investments in the places that are most in need, and uh, really trying to attract billions of dollars to Ohio, keeping it in Ohio and attracting billions of dollars to Ohio by making it more friendly place to invest. I was actually talking to some people involved in investing uh, around the country, and they said, look, if you do that in Ohio, uh, it's going to be very attractive for us to want to invest in 
creating businesses and growing jobs in your state. And so we're on we're not only on board with it, we're going to partner with it and we're going to we're going to leverage it to to create even more prosperity in the state. Do you think, uh, Mr. Husted, that Trump supporters in Ohio, Trump voters, Trump train riders, uh, make America great again, hat wearers, are they going to come out in force for DeWine Husted? Well, I believe they will because I think they know that the consequences of failing to do so is to, in the end, to undermine the president. Um, if you, uh, if we don't win, if uh, our members of Congress don't win, uh, then you can count on the fact that uh, the Democrats that replace us will go after President Trump. And uh, um, if you want to put the president in jeopardy, then stay home. Uh, if you want to help the president and then get out there and vote uh, and vote for the vote for the people that will work with them. Uh, we're talking to Secretary of State John uh, Husted, who, of course, is running with Mike DeWine. Let's talk about uh, issue one. And, uh, you know, Richard Cordray supports issue one. You referenced it a moment ago about, um, you know, reducing felonies to misdemeanors for possession of some of the most dangerous drugs that are available today. Um I'm very concerned. Uh, I read a really interesting op-ed from uh, Chief Justice Maureen O'Connor from the Ohio Supreme Court uh, talking about not only uh, does this uh, very dangerous constitutional amendment uh, reduce felonies to misdemeanors, including the possession of up to 19 grams of fentanyl, which can kill 10,000 people. It would only be a probationary punishable offense. Um, Not only does it do that, excuse me, this amendment would also essentially make it impossible for the Ohio legislature to write new laws that counteract that. This is, in other words, once it's in place, if this passes, it's here permanently. People are going to die in the state of Ohio. It's going to be a hub for traffickers throughout the Midwest who say that's the place to do your business. If you're caught there, there's no jail time. It's just probation. It's going to lead to more and more crime in this state. I think it's extraordinarily dangerous. And your opponent, Mr. DeWine's opponent, Richard Cordray, he's all for this. It is, it is actually one of the most astonishing, appalling, catastrophic, whatever word you want to use, uh, policy proposals I've ever heard of. And the idea that this is Richard Cordray's opioid strategy uh, to amend the Constitution. First of all, this is not – you don't amend the Constitution to do something like this. Um, what they want to do is they, they – if, if this passes, think about this. Uh, possession of enough fentanyl to kill up to 10,000 people, uh, heroin and other kinds of drugs like that. Um, it would be a felony in Michigan, a felony in Pennsylvania, a felony in West Virginia, a felony in Kentucky, a, f- a felony in Indiana, all of our bordering states. But it would be a misdemeanor in Ohio where you could not get jail time. Um, where do you think the drug dealers are going to set up shop? Where do you think the drug deals are going to happen? What, what state is going to create the 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 most inviting environment for drug dealers ohio uh, it, it's astonishing that anybody running for high public office could be for such a an irresponsible policy an irresponsible constitutional amendment why do you suppose and, they are mr Husted? why do you suppose the the cordray and uh, you know, people, uh, other candidates, uh, you know, in, in, in Democratic candidates, uh, Steve Dettelbach, former U.S. attorney in Cleveland, who wants to be the next attorney general replacing Mike DeWine. He's in favor of this, for goodness sakes. Uh, why do you suppose they are? Uh, it, it's really hard to know. But, it, 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 you know, I, I remember this was brought to Ohio 
Richard Cordray and Eric Holder held a news conference in, in, in January. Eric Holder, not from Ohio. It was funded to get on the ballot by the Mark Zuckerbergs and the George Soroses of the world, mm-hmm. not from Ohio. Apparently, these wealthy out-of-staters want to use Ohio as an experiment for their uh, liberal ideas. And I just I find it astonishing. I really I, I have to believe Richard Cordray is, is deep down. He knows this is a bad idea. I, he, he has to know this is a bad idea, but he's supporting it because a lot of his allies are supporting it. And I can't I can't believe how irresponsible it is for him uh, to do this and why he would he would do this. In a while. Who 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 as governor? would say that we we want in our state for it to be easier for people to, to possess, purchase, use drugs that are killing more than 10 people a day in our state. Who would say that? Um, you know, we talk about, we talk about, if you want to be inviting to business, uh, lower taxes and rest, less regulation is a good thing. Well, the only person that he's interested in, lower taxes and less regulation on, apparently are drug dealers because that is what this would essentially do yeah and, and I um, think uh, and I think you, you don't have to say it but I'll say it um, you know this is this is about votes this is about certain identity politics voting uh, they know who is disproportionately affected by in terms of being imprisoned for drug crimes uh, and that is the population that they want to vote for them saying we are going to open up the jail and prison doors and let these people out come and vote for us it is it is a terrible terrible thing but I think that's reality last thing before you go and, and I know we don't have a lot of time here but I have to ask you about pre-existing conditions uh, I had a Twitter uh, follower who mentioned this and asked me to ask you, and I concur. Uh, they're, they're making hay, <clears throat> are the Democrats. Richard Cordray trying to suggest that, Mr. DeWine and yourself, uh, you do not support covering people with health care, uh, people who have uh, pre-existing conditions. And I know this is a bigger battle over Obamacare, uh, the Affordable Care Act, over what was the individual mandate that thankfully has been repealed. Uh, but they're claiming that Republicans and, and yourself and Mr. DeWine do not want to cover people with pre-existing conditions, which is a big, big deal for a lot of folks. I want to give you a chance to explain that and clarify that so that the uh, Cordray team doesn't uh, get away with, uh, uh, with uh, you know, expressing yeah. things that are not exactly true about what your policy is. Hear this and hear this clearly, that Mike DeWine and I support insurance coverage for people with pre-existing conditions. We have said this consistently throughout the campaign, including the day that the doctors of Ohio through the Ohio State Medical Association endorsed our campaign. Uh, We were clear that we support the coverage of pre-existing conditions in Ohio and around the country. But we don't support uh, some of the bad ideas that were in Obamacare, and Mike DeWine has made that clear as well and has tried to fight this. We support... We support uh, reforming our health care system to, to create better health outcomes so people are healthier, So that, and when they're healthier, they use less health care, and then we can drive down costs and make it more affordable. Uh, we've, we are the only campaign to actually announce a health care plan that would drive down costs and improve health care quality. But, but be clear, all your listeners, Mike DeWine and John Husted support covering pre-existing conditions under health care. The Cordray ads are just flat out. Is there, is there a plan, uh, Mr. Secretary, that you guys will release prior to the, to the vote in November about how to do that with respect to 
um, the the uh, individual mandate, because as we all know, the individual mandate was essentially put in place by uh, the, the designers and architects of Obamacare to get a whole bunch of he- healthy people buying health insurance that they don't need so that those funds, those premiums can be applied to people who have pre-existing conditions. So if the individual mandate is not there, well, do you guys have a plan or a policy that you release about how best uh, for these uh, uh, insurers to cover pre-existing conditions without those funds from uh, from the mandate? Yeah, there are a variety of ways that you can go about doing that. Uh, it, it has been discussed in the replaced version of, the, you know, we talk about repeal and replace. There right. are various federal policies at the federal level to do that. Uh, and, and we can we could uh, implement or encourage those at the state level. Uh, and uh, I know that Mike DeWine is going to be out talking more about that in the future. But uh, we, we absolutely um will support policies that create an environment where pre-existing conditions are covered. Really, really appreciate the time and the extra time that you put in here, uh, Mr. Husted. Uh, I wish you the very best of luck uh, the rest of the way in this campaign. I look forward to talking to Mr. DeWine as well as we move forward and and try to uh, stop Ohio from diving backward toward Democrat leadership. It took a long time to dig out of the mess that Strickland made, quite frankly, and I personally don't want to head back in the other direction. So I uh, I really wish you guys a very best. The economic recovery that's occurred under Republican leadership will only be sustained if we support, uh, if we continue to support those policies. That is a very, very great closing statement. Mr. Husted, thanks so much for the time. We appreciate it. Thank you. Bye. You got it. There's John Husted. He's the Secretary of State. He is, of course, also the Lieutenant Governor on the ticket with Mike DeWine. And we're late, so we're going to go out and come back in again right here on AM 1420 The Answer. So, Hugh Hewitt was telling tall tales to his national radio audience again today. They're the brownsiest browns thing they've done is go 0-16. So Hugh Jackson jumped in the lake to cleanse himself, and they had the number one pick in the draft. And there were a lot of good quarterbacks. And uh, Phil Boyce would sit there, and he would tell me, I've watched every snap Baker, Baker Mayfield has taken. Take the kid. I know he's in the six-foot club like Drew Brees. Take the kid. You want the Browns to take Baker Mayfield. I was on the fence because Bob Franz, who is the Pittsburgh Steelers fan and Michigan fan who runs the morning show here in Cleveland after me on 1420 AM, he was all for Sam Darnold because I think he secretly hates the Browns and wants them to fail. So he was saying, Darnold, Darnold, Darnold. So that's the story, the tall tale that Hugh Hewitt continues to tell. And I had um, somebody that he knows very well on the Hugh Hewitt program responding to this. In other words, I have something that Christina or Christine Blasey Ford doesn't have. I have evidence on my side. Well, I'm not going to go that far, but uh, in this particular instance. <laughs> in this instance, it is fake he's news. He's giving you a hard time. He's giving you a hard time. <laughs> oh, he is, too. He's trolling me on social media. I want you to hear the first part of that. Apologies. This is Peter Kersenow, who was on the Hugh Hewitt program with me. I was there. We were standing there together getting our picture taken by one of the attendees to our program last April. And I remember specifically both Hugh and I were giving you all kinds of grief for going for Baker Mayfield over Sam Darnold. Hugh especially gave you grief on multiple occasions, so I can correct (laughs) the record uh, and support your position. The truth shall set me free. Thank you, Peter Kersenow. Make sure you bombard Hugh Hewitt with the truth. Call him from Cleveland. Tell him that you've got Bob's back. Everybody knows that only Hugh, who lives a lot closer to Yinzer Town than the rest of us do, 
Hugh, or grew up there, rather. Only Hugh was in the Sam Darnold camp. The rest of us were all about Baker Baker, touchdown maker, even before the draft. More coming up after the news. On AM 1420, The Answer. All right, 1035 now. The Bob France Authority continuing for another 25 minutes of Outstanding Awesome. We'll take you until 11 o'clock. Then the awesome stylings of Mike Gallagher and Prager and Medved Seculo Elder and uh, to some extent Walsh. Not a fan. He's a never-Trumper uh, or a nearly never-Trumper. All right. Um, I want to go back to the phones, 216-901-0945, Make this truly a free-for-all final 25 minutes of the program. If you want to be heard on anything, really, uh, if you want to talk about Hugh, Hugh Hewitt and his lying eyes or his lying tongue, rather, uh, on Baker Mayfield, we can do that. The Browns' victory, the Kavanaugh story, the Christine Blasey Ford fairy tale, uh, the issue one. Mike DeWine and John Husted versus Cordray. Just about anything we've covered. It's fair game for me. Whatever you want to do, go ahead and dial us up. 216-901-0945. Lisa Woods, our friend from A, the Ohio State Board of Education, and B, also from McFan, Medina County Friends and Neighbors. Hey, Lisa, what's going on? Hi, Bob. Oh, so much. Just like all the things you're reporting on, it's always a, a plethora of things to do, isn't there? It's a very busy time, you know, especially heading into these elections in uh, in November. Uh, there's just so much at stake, and we're trying to make sure that we cross every T and dot every I and make sure that we have everything, uh, you know, ready to go. So, And I know you've got something getting ready to go, too, right? You're taking a trip to D.C.? Yes, we are, and uh, just put out another email. We need about 30 people to sign up. This is a free trip, one-day trip, a great opportunity for folks to go to D.C., uh, Freedom Works is flipping the bill for, for the bus and also a box lunch when you get there. And it's to support um, Speaker Jordan, you know, uh, Jim Jordan for Speaker, and also Kavanaugh for Supreme Court Judge. Um, the rally starts at 11 o'clock, and it goes till 1. There'll be, you know, several different speakers. And you can see all this on Facebook. But, uh, you know, if, if you're not a Facebook user, and a lot of people aren't, um, you can call me directly at 330-241-5226, and uh, I can email you a link to sign up. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a one-day trip. You don't have to get a hotel room or even have a change of clothes. Um, we would leave early in the morning, uh, get to D.C. around 9 or 10 in, in the morning, and uh, spend the afternoon there and take off uh, back to uh, Ohio around 3.30. So it's a well, one-day shot. Well, I, uh, I I saw it on Facebook and I saw it on your email because I'm on your email list as well, and I think it's a great idea. Uh, and I can't believe it's free. That's what's so cool. I mean, nobody yeah. even has to buy a bus <laughs> ticket here to pay for any of the gas. Uh, uh, you even get, like yeah. you said, a box lunch. It's all free, and you need 30 people to make this happen, right? Yeah, yeah. And I'm taking my son, Bridger. He's 14, but, you know, to take him out for one day to see the Capitol... <laughs> Is, is just outstanding. I, you know, it's, they'll learn more by doing that. And we'll even have a chance after the rally to knock on your congressman's door and, and talk to him and tell him about how we support these great conservatives. 
That's a great, great, great idea. My son was 14 last year when he went, saw the Capitol for the first time and experienced some of these things. So uh, it's great to bring your, your, your kids, you know, especially if they're teenage uh, or, or so, even if they're a little younger, as long as they can understand what they're doing and why they're there and everything else, that's, uh, that's a great thing. But uh, 30 more people needed for this bus to leave from Medina to go to D.C. So let me make sure I have the specifics again. It's Wednesday, September 26th, so next Wednesday, this coming Wednesday. And it's there. There's a rally for the Republic at 11 o'clock on the U.S. Capitol West Lawn. And uh, it's to support Jim Jordan uh, to rally for him as the next Speaker of the House, uh, should the Republicans hold on to the majority, of course, and to get Judge Kavanaugh away from this circus and confirmed on the Supreme Court. So I have, do I have all the specifics? Indeed. That's right. Thank you so much. That's exactly right. And again, if they would like me to email this email to them so that they can click on the link and sign up directly, just call me at 330-241-5226. And, um, you know, leave it, if I'm not home, leave the message for what your email is, and I'll send it to you. And but I'll people, be home for a little bit now. And if people want to email you, can I give that out? Is that all right? Sure can. Lisa, Lisa Woods, Woods yeah. McFan.org. Absolutely. Just like it sounds, McFan, M-C-F-A-N, uh, Lisa Woods at McFan.org. Right. So I think it's a great thing, and I hope you get uh, – it, it, by the way, what if you get more than 30? Do you, do you have enough room if you you know if 50 people contact you, or is it to the first 30? Well, they have some buses coming from different areas, and they want to fill up as many as we can. But okay. if we have, you know, say, five extra people, they might want to uh, direct them to the Lorraine bus. Or whatever okay. buses that they have going. They have several buses going for this, and uh, you know it's going to be so, an exciting event. So more is better than fewer. And if you want to go the first Absolutely. 30, you can make sure that you're on that bus that is leaving from Medina uh, early Wednesday morning. Okay, so let's make sure right. people know that. Uh, call um, uh, call Lisa or email Lisa at the number in the email she, she just gave. It's also on the McFan Facebook page. Check that out as well. And make sure you get on her mailing list so you don't miss these things like I have it right in front of me. Uh, Lisa, always a pleasure. Thank <laughs> you so much. Have a safe trip. You call me back next Friday, perhaps, and you can tell me how that trip went. Uh, I'd be very interested to see uh, what kind of uh, turnout that there is. And I really, really hope it's something that, uh, uh, you know, makes an impact. Because, you know, here's the thing. At the end of the day, all the people that we need to do our work for us, which is why they're called our representatives, need to see is what we want them to do. Does that make sense? If they see thousands of people getting on buses just like the one from Medina, and if there's other buses coming from other local areas here, they're going to be coming from all over the country. If they see thousands of people gathered outside their offices on the lawn at the Capitol, these are our representatives, and they hear us by the thousands chanting and demanding Jim Jordan be selected as the next speaker if they hold on to the House, demanding that current leadership in the form of Paul Ryan and basically Paul Ryan Light, Kevin McCarthy, and Steve Scalise. Uh, God bless him for what he's endured as the majority whip. But this leadership hasn't done its job in support of the President of the United States and his agenda. Jim Jordan would do that. And if they hear us, at the end of the day, they're representatives. They know that their jobs are based on whether or not we hire them again. And if we're loud enough and and we're, we're... vocal enough they'll hear it and maybe they'll get the message and cast their votes for somebody who would actually do and i love jim jordan's phrasing on this uh let's do what we said we'd do we said in our campaigns we'd come to dc and we would restore 
um, constitutional principles. We'd come to D.C. We would restore the rule of law. We would reduce the size of government. We would deregulate businesses. We would uh, create opportunities for more hiring. And, and, and all of the things that, are, that we said we you know, would want them to do, uh, many of them are being done. But many of them are not, and it's because we don't have the leadership of true conservatives in the House. And so I love the idea of rallying for, for Jim Jordan and also for Judge Kavanaugh. All right, uh, let me go to Donnie, who's calling us from Euclid. You're on AM 1420, The Answer. Hey, Donnie, go right ahead. Good morning, Bob. I just What's want shaking? to tell you, this is, this, what happened last night makes me extremely optimistic on a lot of fronts besides just sports. Let's win a few more games out there. And let's win in November. That's what I say. I like that, too. I was very optimistic, too, uh, by, by what I saw last night. But you know what's weird, Donnie? I said, and uh, I don't want to get too, too bogged down into it, but after watching Baker Mayfield carve up the same defense that was shutting down Tyrod Taylor, my, my first thought was, how is Hugh Jackson still the coach? <laughs> how was he still the coach after going 0-16 and going 1-31 and and then starting the season thinking that Tyrod Taylor gave this team the best chance to win rather than Baker Mayfield? He clearly does not know how to evaluate quarterbacks. He does not know how to handle them. He does not know how to judge them and their effectiveness and their ability. And it took Tyrod getting hurt for Mayfield to come in and show uh, Hugh Jackson what many of us, and my hand is in the air, uh, knew all along that this really needed to be Baker Mayfield under center. I, I don't understand how Hugh Jackson keeps his job when he makes so many egregious errors in judgment like that. Well, I have to say that um, I admit that I was a little bit concerned because, like I said, I understand that he's the first round, first pick in the draft and all, but I just look, I just can't help but look back at this team's history of ruining top, top drafted quarterbacks. I'm just glad to be wrong on this one because I'm going to tell you something, Bob. You might have you 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 got you got ragged on by by Hugh Hewitt about Baker Mayfield or Sam Darnold. I was I, I let myself get ragged on because I wanted to see him draft Josh Rosen. Oh my! You were way out there. Well, you uh, that really, so, you you and you and Hugh Hewitt both would have been wrong. He wanted Sam Darnold. You wanted Josh Rosen. Only uh, Peter Kirsten. I wanted Sam Darnold. Only I, among the people, at least in this part of the conversation, wanted Baker Mayfield. So I'm feeling pretty doggone good about myself right so now. I can man. tell you that. You're the man, Bob. Have a good <laughs> well, you know, all, all it was, Donnie, truthfully, and thanks for the call, my brother. Appreciate it, as always. Here's the thing. The only thing I did was I didn't allow myself, as an Ohio State guy, to, to be negative toward Baker Mayfield because I hated him. So many Ohio State fans, who are also obviously Browns fans here living in Northeast Ohio, so many Ohio State fans didn't want Baker Mayfield because, oh, my God, that frat boy punk jammed an an Oklahoma flag into the turf at Ohio Stadium in the horseshoe after beating us last year. They hated Baker Mayfield for destroying them the way they did. And I looked at Mayfield and said, I want that guy on my team. He's a leader. People follow him. His teammates rally around him. I like that, in addition to an extraordinarily accurate uh, passing arm. I like that. So that's all I did was look at it and say, who's the best, not who's going to offend my delicate sensibilities. As an Ohio State person uh, who's also a Browns fan who couldn't stand the idea of a, a Sooner quarterback doing that to us and now coming to Ohio, all you got to do is just let, let the play do the talking, not the rest of that nonsense. Rocky River is our next stop. Ellen, you are on AM 1420, The Answer. Hi, Ellen, go right ahead. 
morning, Bob. Can you hear me? I've got, I've got you on speaker, so if I have to, I'm in the car. I can put this up to my ear. Can you hear me? Uh, yeah, I hear you okay, but it's always better to have uh, have the phone up to your mouth rather than speaker. Okay, is this better? You go go right ahead. We'll try it. Okay. Um, uh, I want to, in the, in the spirit of disclosure, I am a conservative, but I'm also mm-hmm. an equity feminist, and I have two, two sons. So I take allegations of abuse and harassment um, very seriously, and I, I, there's no doubt in my mind that it has occurred. It will continue to occur. But I have significant um, doubts about the story that um, this Dr. Beasley, or whatever her name is, is alleging. And I, I feel this way because, well, I don't feel it, I think it. Um, many years ago, I was a 17-year-old uh, first-year nursing student. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were invited, several of my classmates, to uh, uh, another classmate's home for the weekend. And um, it seemed like there would be no reason not to attend. So we all did. There were about four crazy 17-year-olds, um, sober, I will say, not drinking. And I was placed in a bedroom by myself. And I got a knock at the door. And it didn't occur to me that there was anything nefarious. So I opened the door. And on the other side of the door was the father of a, the classmate, the person whose home we were at. Mm-hmm. And um, he made some overtures and then said his wife didn't understand him. Not the most original thing to say. And my neck hair stood on end. I knew exactly what his intentions were. Um, and I was hardly a worldly sophisticate. I kept my foot in the door and I had the courage um, to make sure that he didn't enter. Um, I knew never to go back there, and I never did. The weekend came to a quick close. I made sure that I was never alone with him. Um, and this is as vivid today as I'm in the car on Detroit, um, and it, there was no repressed memory. I know exactly when it happened. I knew how old I was. I knew what he said. So I, I find it suspicious that after... 32 years. She remembered this while six years ago. So after 30 years, all of a sudden, she's had this revelation. I think this is politically motivated. I think that the Republican Congress, uh, the Senate has done everything to accommodate her. And I think what what has happened to the Kavanaugh family is unconscionable. Um. Okay, Ellen, that's that's an amazing story, and I'm so glad you called to tell it. Let me, uh, did you... You probably didn't because you were you were aware enough of what was happening or what he intended to have happened to you to to close it that door and to stop it. Uh, like you said, the hairs in the back of your neck rose up and you knew exactly what oh, was going I on. Knew. You know how yeah. you get that, that chill? Sure, yeah. sure. And now you're so, going to ask me, did I ever tell anybody? That's well, exactly what I was going to ask reason. you, but I probably yeah. know the answer. You did not because you were able to stop it and there was nothing really to report at that time. Yes or no? Yeah. Well, and there were two good reasons. Number one, and this is not tongue-in-cheek, mm-hmm. my mother was widowed very early, and she was a feminist long before the term was even coined, but an equity feminist. And I knew if I told her, she'd go after him. There was no doubt in my mind. And since nothing happened, and I knew that I was never going back there, um, I thought there, there, was, there was no benefit. I did tell her many years later, um, and I did not tell... His daughter, who's you know, whose home we were a guest at, um, because I did not, I just did not want to do that. But interestingly, I go to the reunions in New York City probably every four or five years, and I did tell one of the attendees 
I said, did you know so-and-so's dad? I said, you'll never believe what happened to me. She said, oh, I'll believe it because there was a pattern with him. Uh I wasn't the only one. That's the only reason I was about to ask you, Ellen, if you told anybody is for the purposes of making your other friends aware that if you go to that house, that's the kind of thing that can happen because you should be aware of that. And, and, And because I... When I listen to this Christine Blasey Ford nonsense, and I agree with everything that you said, by the way, every single word, um, you know, she she didn't tell a soul. She wouldn't even tell any of her other girlfriends saying, hey, if you see that guy, don't go into a party he's at or don't be caught alone with him anywhere because he just tried to do that to me just in the interest of looking out for someone else. Yeah. And you know what? Hindsight is always twenty twenty, And probably it would have been a good idea, but I didn't have that level of maturity. But even even though I thought it was very mature, I mean, and I was living in New York City, so I really thought I was <laughs> quite a sophisticate. I'm looking back now, and you know, I was 17. I had, you know, just graduated from a convent school. So, I mean, what did I know? Nothing. Um, but it didn't occur to me to do that. I probably should have. Uh, but I also did not want to cause any any problems for this friend of mine whose, whose dad was doing this. So... I, I, there's no doubt in my mind that women have been abused. There's no doubt. Sure. There's no doubt that they've been harassed in the workplace. And it is it is terrible. It is a crime. And men and women should be held, held accountable if they're engaging in this type of behavior. But what this does is it minimizes those real cases. And then when you have Senator Gillibrand, who is truly the, the typical dumb blonde, to say that making her testify is tantamount to silencing her what what kind of intellect or lack thereof says something that that's stupid so i'm hoping that senator grassley holds firm show up monday or don't show up but they're doing it they're going to have the um, I, I would hope they're going to have the vote they'll what at least well, well i don't to, think they'll have the vote on monday i think what they will do though is on monday uh, ellen and i have to let you go there and i thank you so much for all your wonderful uh comments you, you've added a great deal to this conversation thank you uh but i think what they will do monday is have the the um hearing in which testimony be, uh, uh, uh from both kavanaugh and ford will be heard regardless of whether ford shows up kavanaugh will be given the opportunity to have his say then they will have the vote after that and it is my fervent hope that they do that um, uh, without giving Ford an opportunity to say, okay, I changed my mind, now I'll testify on Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday or Friday, continuing to drag this out and also listening to them listen to Kavanaugh so that they can prepare uh, a little bit more of their fabricated story. Uh, okay, quick time out here. Come back in for a couple more right here on AM 1420, The Answer. Well... Uh, that is pretty much all the time we've got today. I've got just a minute to say goodbye uh, on this uh, Friday edition. Really enjoyed the conversations. It started off with a bang, thanks to uh, Peter Kersenow. I asked Pete to come on in the uh, 9 o'clock portion of the show, right at 9.05, just to rebut the scurrilous allegations made by Hugh Hewitt about uh, Baker Mayfield, who uh, led the Browns to their first victory in, uh, wow, in uh, 635 days. That's insane. But I needed somebody... Uh, to come on and, and rebut Hugh Hewitt, who continues to tell tales, uh, telling tales about uh, me not being the Baker Mayfield guy, not being the guy who supported the choosing of Baker Mayfield while he and others wanted Sam Darnold. So really got great stuff from Peter Kersenow, who was able to bear witness to the truth. 
much to the chagrin of Mr. Uh, Mr. Uh, Hewitt. Uh, David Arredondo joined us from the uh, Lorain County Republican Party. Spoke also with uh, Congressman Jim Renacci, uh, as we always do on Friday. And then uh, Speaker uh, Ohio's, not Speaker, rather, Secretary of State um, John Husted also joined us. Uh, to talk about the race between DeWine and Husted and, of course, Richard Cordray and the Democrats. So really, really great conversation today, great interviews, and really great contributions from, from some great callers as well. Uh, enjoy your weekend. Have a great uh, time. I'll talk to you again on Monday for the next uh, Authority right here on AM 1420, The Answer. Do not go away. Stay where you are because Mr. Mike Gallagher is coming up next. And then stick around for Prager Med, Bed, Seculo, Elder, and Walsh after that. We'll talk to you Monday. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye. Enjoy the silence. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.